Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Pair Podcast. Happy Monday to you. I am your host, Eddie Smith, and I have with me my co-host. Jerry Vegas here with a little Monday morning humor. <coughs> hey, Eddie, we should make t-shirts that say, don't freak out. It's a weed cough. It's just a sneeze. I remember when all that was going on. I, I remember I was walking. I was, I was with my mother. We were at a, a grocery store. This was like just past the time where you had to be able to go into the grocery store and only walk up some aisles a certain direction and all that weird stuff. And um, I remember being in the in the store and I was over by the pharmaceuticals. We were getting something. I, I you know, but I, I sneezed. Just a sneeze. I wasn't sick. Nothing. Just a sneeze. It was a nuke. And they me I mean, the people turned around and looked at me like. I, I like I I like I just let off a, a contagion like this was I mean I was the outbreak monkey it was terrible it was terrible and and still to this day there are so many people that are still shell shocked by the simple sound of a sneeze I mean you'll get more funny looks and then what's funny is the guy that's closest to you that tries to make the joke about whether or not you're sick he's not joking he's he's saying it like he's joking but. There's a lot of serious words said in jest, and, and, and that's exactly what that is. The person saying it's actually afraid of getting sick from you. He's yes. just too afraid to say it. 2020 to 2023 was the time where we demonized, demonized the flu, and uh, we didn't treat it with just chicken, noodle soup, and orange juice, and Zycam. No. We made it criminal. We made a body function criminal. They yanked a two-year-old off of an airplane flight that had asthma because the mother wouldn't put a suffocating mask on a two-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing my job. That's it. Like every good SS soldier said. Yeah. Just doing my job. Yeah, I'm just following orders. Just following orders. It's terrible when people can't think for themselves, and that—that's exactly what that statement to me actually uh, denotes. It's—it's it's someone who uh, can't think for themselves, right? You need someone to tell you what to do because you are unable to understand what, uh, you know, in our case, what the Constitution might say. When there are many police officers and FBI agents and other law enforcement agencies and government agencies out there who do use the terminology and, and use that phrase or phraseology, I might say, uh, and they use it quite often. But they all should be able to think for themselves, hey, that's a, that's an unconstitutional order. Maybe I shouldn't follow that. Maybe I should actually be an American and not a puppet for whatever political party has their hand up my bum, right? So, you know, there's that. But, but enough patriots have tuned in. And have realized now that terms such as for the greater good or for your safety are fascist (laughs) and communist approaches. So object to it as much as you can and run as far away from it as you can. Except for it's now in America. We can't run away. We got to fight, man. You know, it it was like that old statement. I hear I'm I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Right. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Right. To quote old Ronnie. Uh, guys, we are going to uh, get on to some talk about immigration and, and the actual overthrow that's in place right now. The police state that's enacted in our government right now and the possible you know, planning of the overthrow or upending of American culture through mass immigration, mass illegal immigration as well 
as other tactics uh, disguised as humanitarian, such as DEI and so forth. And we're going to get back into that and more. But before we do, I'm going to take you to our first little break to pay the bills around here. Happy with how chemical detergents and bleaches clean your laundry? If you think there's only one way to get your clothes and linens clean, take a closer look. Does your laundry smell fresh, or is it just masked by artificial fragrances? Do your new clothes look faded and worn after only a few months? Do you need to use fabric softeners to keep your clothes feeling soft? And have you ever thought about the amount of money you're spending each year doing such a simple chore? According to the U.S. Department of Energy, the average American household does around 392 loads of laundry per year. By the time you add the cost of detergent, fabric softener, water, and energy, you're paying up to $1.50 per load. That adds up to $588 each year. Now, think about how much money you spend each year replacing clothes that have become worn and faded in the wash. It really adds up. This expensive process of washing clothes in a machine has remained unchanged for decades. Until now. Introducing Laundry Pro 2.0, a Beyond by Eris technology. An earth-friendly, natural technology that works with your existing washing machine to clean your clothes gently and economically. All without the need for detergents, softeners, or bleaches to clean effectively. You'll start to notice how your towels stay softer and fluffier, that dark fabrics hold their colors longer, and whites are brighter than ever. Even better, with Laundry Pro 2.0, you don't even need hot water. It's designed to work with cold water only. And because about 90% of the energy used for washing clothes goes toward heating the water, you'll really notice the savings, up to $470 per year for the average family of four. Because Laundry Pro 2.0 uses only hydrogen and oxygen-based oxidizers, there's no gunk to build up on the inside of your machine or slough off on your clean clothes. Laundry Pro 2.0 and its exclusive Active Pure technology Instead of scrubbing your clothes like traditional detergents, Laundry Pro 2.0 gently and thoroughly lifts dirt from between the fibers using only hydrogen and oxygen-based oxidizers. This means no more fading colors, waxy soap residue, or chemicals left behind. For super tough stains, you may opt a pre-treatment, but you only need a tiny fraction of what you would normally use to see the same great results. Whether you have a standard or high-efficiency washing machine, Laundry Pro 2.0 makes cleaning your clothes smart and easy. Patriots, if you want to know more about the Laundry Pro 2.0, please email healthyhometechs at gmail.com. That's healthyhometechs at gmail.com. What an amazing product. So, guys, we are in the middle of an overthrow. We're looking at the cultural upheaval of everything that we knew growing up in the United States. Anyone that's about, I would say, 35 and older will remember a completely different world, a different place. It, it, it was safe to go outside and play. Your parents told you, don't bring your aunt inside this house until them streetlights come on. I don't want to see you. So what were we out there doing? Drinking out of the water hose, running down the street, you know, playing, climbing trees, jumping ramps on our bikes, doing all the things the kids don't do today. They they are stuck in front of a PS4, 5, 6, or whatever the hell 
PS is out right now. But they, they, they don't do anything. They're, you know, we're, we're, we're an academic of obesity, um, lifestyles that these children leave, uh, lead end up at places like depression and anxiety and social uh, anxiety disorders are ones that are taught or learned over a long period of time because our culture is being destroyed and it, and it shows up in all sorts of forms and ways. It does, it's not just how, you, how much you can eat or what you can buy at the grocery store or what job you can get, but it, it's all the way down to uh, all the issues that I just spoke on. I mean, it, it touches every corner and every facet of your life. Instilling mandatory gender dysphoria upon unsuspecting kids. So it, it, it's, a, it's a matter of, it, it's not, hatred to say that you want to protect your culture you want to protect your traditions you want to protect what makes the united states the united states i'm not saying that other folks can't do whatever it is they do but one cannot trump the other you all must be you all must look at the core of the united states and our traditions and who we are and add to that or add your ass back to wherever you want to go but you don't need to be here Right. You can we can observe and take part in and encompass all sorts of cultures. We are a melting pot. I'm talking about the traditions, the history, the things that made America great and still do make America great. We're looking at a cabal of people and very high level in places all throughout our government, education system, medical community, you name it. And there are people in that community somebody in charge pulling the strings making calls that absolutely are so anti-american it's not funny and they do it in the name of things like diversity equity and inclusion but what they're really doing is teaching your children marxism and socialism and destroying the fabric of society by removing the standards that hold it together ironically diversity always means no white people. And by the way, just to put it in perspective for you, all the listeners, there are 7.5 billion people on this planet Earth. And less than 750 million of them are Caucasian, 10%. That's so, quite a minority, but it's being distorted. Here's the thing, though. Guys, I believe, well, I don't say I believe in this case. This is a fact. When you turn on the TV, when you flip on that, that little box, and, and you're watching them tell you what's going on in the world. They're telling you the way they want you to hear it. Even if they're telling you the truth, they're presenting it to you in such a way as to an, elicit a specific emotion or feeling from you. They're guiding you down the primrose path. In some cases, making you think things are more dangerous than they really are to keep you where you're at and keep you scared. And other times to... to uh, push an agenda, a specific agenda, and to demonize one group of people while deifying another group of people. And they usually do it, uh, you know, by uh, demonizing one group or another by exacerbating a specific issue, throw in a few lies, sprinkle in a little subterfuge, and next thing you know, what you got is, uh, you know, the media putting out there, for instance, um, was the guy's name got the 22 years? Was his uh, um, from the Proud Boys? 
Enrique uh, Enrique Toro. Toro, Toro, Toro. Enrique Toro. Okay, we'll go with that. And I'll just call you Enrique so I'm not disrespecting anybody. The leadership of that group is not white, right? He's so I know how, how the hell they can be white supremacists. Yeah, that's a little tough. Um, and then in, in, in the few of the, the folks that I've, you know, that belong to that group that I've spoken to in the last two years or so, um, they they are avid Christians. You know they have Bible studies in their group? I mean, just like a, a Patriot Prayer, which is in the Northwest, ran by a guy named Joey Gibson. Our show has nothing to do with that group. We are not affiliated at all. Mine is the Patriot's Prayer because this is me looking at the world going, uh, this is what I wish it was like from an American's point of view as someone who is a God-fearing Christian um, who believes in God and country and family. Joey Gibson isn't much different in, in what he believes, and I don't know that he's at all different. Everything that I've heard him say sounds very Christian and very level-headed to me, but what one thing we do agree on, and we agree on it pretty heavily, is that anyone who calls themselves a Christian and stays quiet while these things are going on and doesn't get involved, doesn't speak up, stand up, and do something or say something, you're not. You're not. You are so. I. I. It doesn't involve me. I'm. I'm just gonna sit over here in the corner and be quiet because if I say anything bad, it's me judging people, and I'm supposed to love everybody, right? No, you're naive. The hottest places in hell are reserved for those under times of great moral crisis. Maintain neutrality. One of the greatest quotes in Dante's Inferno. Yep. And 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 this is not what we do. Remember, guys. Look, and I'm not gonna be preaching a sermon here. Uh, but it, it, when you look at the disciples who followed Jesus, they were uh, they were crucified upside down, dipped in hot tar, burned alive, stoned to death. Why? Why? You got to ask yourself why. Why was John the Baptist's head cut off? Why? Why did any of them die the way that they did? Because they were activists. Because they were out there. They were preaching when they were told not to. They were going places they were told they could not go. They stood up against the authority of that day, and it cost their lives. But they willingly did it. They willingly did it. And that's where we're at today, folks. We're at a time and a place in history where you need to say the hell with the consequences because if you don't do what's right in light of whatever consequences may be coming your way, your children, grandchildren, or further down the line are not going to enjoy the same freedoms that you are enjoying now. And if it, it, it takes brave people to stand up in the face of, I mean, just innumerable odds. It seems like the whole deck is stacked against you if you turn on the news, watch a, uh, uh, listen to the radio, watch a movie. The messages are all right there for everyone to see. You are the bad guy. If you are a conservative Christian... You must be a bigot, a Nazi, or a social, uh, excuse me, a fascist, or something like this. And, I mean, this is what the fascists say, right? This is what they say. Accuse your opposition of what you're actually doing. What you're and actually doing. by the way, the doing. Proud Boys, to the best of my understanding, are actually a social club. Oh, man, I wouldn't stand on that one too big. I'm not saying that they're not a social say, club of yeah, a bunch of like-minded people, but so are a lot of you know, let's say biker gangs, for lack of a better term. You know, I, I have nothing against uh, anyone who wants to join any club or, you know, or, or what I stand in the way of anyone starting any such club. Uh, I'm just a person that, that, that 
It says, you know, this is wrong, this is right, this is true, this is false. All that other stuff is conjecture, right? It's, it's, it's the way they want to, it's the framework they want us to operate with them when we look at certain groups of people so that we, without even realizing we're doing it, are stereotyping or classifying people, but you are programmed to do it. So when you see the white guy with the blue jeans and his shaved head, oh, he must be a Nazi, right? I mean, that's what you're told, right? That's, that's what you're told to think. You know, when we were up uh, doing the uh, Wild at Heart retreat up in, in, in Utah, um, we worked with uh, a group of folks up there to come up every year, uh, Hope for Prisoners. Uh, John Ponder is the founder of that group, and he was pardoned by Donald Trump. And he sends a group uh, up there every year, and I do my best to facilitate any way I can to help them get from A to B. And this is a place where we all come, we worship God, we, we kind of uh, unburden ourselves, if you will, for a couple of days and run around on four-wheelers, fish, and do all sorts of things. It's a great time, and, and we had a, an amazing time doing it. Um, but when you see a bunch of inner-city folks that are ex-convicts and these sort of things pull up in a bus, and, you know, there's a bunch of RVs and, and all four-wheelers and side-by-sides all out all over the place. They don't know what to expect, right? You just did 10, 15 years, right? Black guy, you're coming into a place where the American flag is up in the middle of nowhere, up in the hills of Utah, and you're like, what the hell am I doing here? I hope this is not Hayden Lake. <laughs> Get out. Idaho. <laughs> so what's wild is you see hearts turn as eyes open. Right? They get off the bus to just a slew of hugs and welcomes and good to see you. And it, it's, it, it, the, by the time it's all said and done, friendships are made, bonds are forged, and a whole way of seeing somebody, that whole idea of stereotyping somebody based on you know the, the, the cover of the book as opposed to the actual body of work that make each of us up, it's all gone. That's, it's all gone. So it's just cool to see those walls fall down and, and people wake up to, to the truth. It, it, you know, culture is what divides us, right? It's not rich, poor. It's not black, white. It's none of those things. It's, those are the things the enemy uses to trick us. Put what, aside your predispositions. Yeah. Start making the disconnect between social engineering, yeah. what you have been predisposed to what has been filtered into your water. Instead, analyze your environment and go in with an open mind and heart, and you will be shocked what alliances you will make. When they realize how much society has lied to them about what would actually go on inside of a place that would uh, just have a bunch of patriotic white men up in the hills worshiping God, they, their, their minds were blown. And it's always cool to see that happen when they just see that we're people. I'm Eddie. He's Jerry. And, and, and that's it. I'm not white Eddie. He's not white Jerry. That, uh, that's, that's not what's going on here. That's just what the enemy wants you to believe. Forget all those, uh, you know, the, the, all those pre, what is that? Pre, those, uh, what, what, I'm, look, I'm looking for a word here. Predisposition. Predisposition. That's what he said. I need some of that alpha brain that, that Joe Rogan <laughs> always uh, promotes on his show. So. I'm going to get right into the clips, guys, because I'm going to detail for you today the enemy's tricks and how they're trying to take our country over from inside the country. Not just outside the borders, but the tricks. I mean, the enemy's sly. He's slick. Don't let him fool you. Listen to this. 
Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar. And sir, thank you for your time on this Sunday. Thank you, Bill. I want you to listen to a Democratic mayor in Eagle Pass, Texas. Orlando Salinas is his name on President Biden's policies. I'll be honest with you, I believe 100% he does bear some responsibility uh, for this crisis. I haven't heard from anybody in the administration. Uh, the president hasn't put out the state, a statement, the vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Sir, you're a Democrat. Why, why is that Democratic mayor such a lonely voice? You know, some of us along the border have been talking about what's been happening on the border for many years. Look, you know, what we need to do is to do this. One, we need to have repercussions at the border. What does that mean? You got to deport people and you got to show those images of people being deported. When was the last time we saw people going the other way instead of just seeing people flow in? And the second thing is, keep in mind what happened in 2015, what happened in 2019 under President Trump, President Obama. And what I think happened a couple of days ago, but now we got to see the enforcement. We got to get Mexico to do more like they did in 2019, like they did in 2015. And hopefully they, the agreement they reached a couple of days ago with the administration, and that is get the people on the Mexican side, deport them to their countries, do more to stop people in the, on their southern border with Guatemala. Otherwise, we're just going to continue seeing this flow. It worked in 2015 under Obama. It worked under President Trump. And now if this agreement that got reached a couple of days ago, if they enforce it correctly, then we should see a, okay. a, a, a slowing of, of a flow of people coming in. All right. So I like how he tried to sprinkle in that Obama did something good as far as the... Uh, the immigration crisis, but no, he didn't. Trump was the only one uh, who lowered the amount of illegal immigration to unprecedented levels. No one did anything before him. Even Bush was, he was a terrible uh, president when it came to enforcing the laws at the border. He told border, guard, border agents to stand down more times than I can count. And not only that, if you remember, Campion and Ramos were two border agents down there protecting America's sovereignty and, and trying to stop the flow of illegal drugs coming into this country. And when two drug dealers uh, came across that border, which they ended up in a firefight with, and they ended up killing them in the process of doing their jobs the way they should have, you know that they were arrested and it took quite some time before they were able to get out of the... I was amazed to see two people that I consider patriots for doing their jobs thrown in prison for doing the job they were trained to do. It, it, and, and how little press it got. I mean, it got very little press. People knew. We talked about it. It was on the news. It's just then it just kind of faded off. And then, you know, it was the end of it. Once they got out and there was something there for them to say, some someone there to blame and some, you know, some some screw ups to really highlight. They didn't want to talk about it anymore. Now, uh, the immigration crisis, uh, I, I don't know what the end game is uh, with as far as the Biden administration is going now. They think probably, hey, we're, at, we're importing a whole new base of uh, voters and, and, and these sorts of things. You notice how they like to try to inundate red states uh, with the illegal immigration. They try to turn uh, Texas blue. Um, it, it just, it's, it's not going to work, one. 
Um, you know, I said this before, but there is a, a clause in the Constitution that says no taxation without representation. This was part of the reason why they had to get rid of racist poll taxing that used to go on back in the day. But here's the thing. If you can't be taxed without receiving said representation for your tax dollars, would it not be fair to say that you shouldn't be able to vote if you don't pay taxes? That's... That's yeah. that's that's something that we should really think about because remember why did Rome fall? Rome fell because there were a lot of people sitting home getting what's called doles. Doles is what it was called. Uh, doles was their word for welfare. That's why we use the term dole out money and all that because in ancient Rome they put people on welfare, and then the people who had jobs eventually it was illegal for those people to quit their jobs. Because they were people not working that depended on them. But also, uh, <laughs> sexual immorality spiraled so far out of control that that is also rumored to be one of the contributing factors. Back well, the yeah, they, 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 um, they practice something called Saturnalia. But I, I'm, so, I, I don't so even want to detail Biden, that for you. No, no, no. But if Biden's plan is to uh, infiltrate a bunch of voters, check NFL. this out. If you're coming in from a socialist country... Once you realize the dude that's importing you wants to run a socialist country here, you ain't going to be with it. It's that simple. Right. You ain't going to be with it. Or, or maybe, check this out, or maybe you will because you won't recognize the difference. At least in America right now, there's a contrast. When you leave a socialist country and you come to America, it's apparent you're no longer there anymore. But when socialists... Uh, laws or ways are enacted in this country, people who have came from socialist countries and they're new here won't really react the same way as you or I will or people that maybe have been here for some time because those people had a chance to assimilate to our society and our culture so they know what to expect. But when you have hundreds of thousands, millions, let's call it what it is, millions of people that don't know um, you're you're really not going to get the same effect, and 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 so those people are going to be subservient to an administration that would push that, even if they were to turn tyrannical against their own people, and we had to fight. They most likely would be the first ones to surrender because they're already used to it. And let's play a quick game of socialist trivia between you and I. We have a lot of historic knowledge base. Let's come up with all the success stories of socialism. So there was. Oh, no, that one didn't work out. Um, uh, any, anyone? Uh, maybe. No, no, that one. No. Um, we'll get back to you on that. We'll be like uh, Jen Zaki and circle back to that one. Maybe there hasn't been a successful socialist regime yet that made the people happy. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, nah, and there's never going to be. There's, there is absolutely never going to be. The, the whole idea behind uh, socialism and Marxism was the eventuality of communism, and it never works. And it never works. It's a totalitarian regime where all the people at the, ha at the top have power and money, and you're, you're a slave. You're a peasant, and you're never going to be anything more. And that's why they want to – that's why they disguise it so nicely. It, you know, socialism, oh, well, everyone will have, and you won't have to work as much, and the government will provide everything, and you'll own your labor. It's a trick. It's an absolute trick. Give us all your money and all your property and everything you have, 
and maybe we'll give you about and, 10% of it back. And you can tell who they are. I'm going to play a clip for you of AOC. Listen to what she wants to do. She wants to pay these megalomaniac, power-hungry dictators in other nations so they'll be nice to us. Listen to how she details it. In this specific instance, uh, U.S. sanctions that were originally authored by Marco Rubio began and precipitated, certainly took a large part in the driving of populations to our southern border. Shortly after those sanctions, those broad-based sanctions... You're talking about Venezuela. Yes. Shortly after those broad-based sanctions were enacted, we started seeing uh, dramatic increases in these populations that were coming to our southern border. And so we have to address the root of these population movements and the migration crisis and we also have to address the domestic U.S. policy issues when it comes to immigration reform. But you know the Maduro government has also been responsible for large Absolutely. parts of that. Are you saying that you want to rep you want the Biden administration to pull back pressure on him? I think we need to re-examine the nature of these sanctions. In this, see how she talks. I mean, it's like this non-speak. She just literally said that if we would have paid Maduro. If we would have paid him instead of putting sanctions, if we would have just been nicer to him, maybe what happened in Venezuela wouldn't have happened, and therefore the people in Venezuela would have never came here. So all we have to do is pay the bad guys to fix our problems. This is like when, when the damn uh, uh, the song came out by, by Aldine, uh, Try That in a Small Town, and everybody's like, he's inciting violence by talking badly about criminals and how he's stating that in small-town America, they would never try to do such a thing. These are facts. These are statements. These are observations that have held true since, I don't know, forever. So it's not like he's saying something you don't know. But people were afraid that he was offending criminals. They were showing BLM riots of people spitting in police, fa police officers' faces and doing all sorts of just ignorant things and and but we don't want to piss those people off we want to be nice to those people or else they might do it again you know we, you know we used to be the land of the free home of the brave and now i just don't understand what all these chicken-hearted people out here are i mean what, what they're about um and and i don't believe that it really is like that to the degree they try to make us think it is i think they just focus their cameras on the ones who feel like that to make us think that we are not as, as uh, many as we are. Needless to say, AOC has a thorough credibility um, issue. So, number one, your district is literally becoming a litter garbage rat factory. Yep. Also, you keep talking about white privilege. Hold on, didn't you marry white privilege? Oh, you did that as a martyr, right? And had not you even did that as a martyr. Not even one black person at her wedding. I actually have her wedding photo at her wedding party there. Now I don't know if any attended outside of that, but her entire wedding party was it's pretty much lily white. Total ick oxymoron, total dichotomy of conversation versus action. Total. That's why her. That's why her followers turned on her. Did you see the video? Oh, oh my it was goodness. great. Even a small town hall of like fifty people, she could. She only couldn't deal with it. Oh my goodness. Couldn't they deal with it. So uh, I want to. I want to go right into this now. If for people that don't understand the level of illegal immigration that we're actually dealing with, I'm going to play for you a succession of videos to make you understand that this has not just been going on right now. Yeah, these may be the ones we're seeing this week, but for the duration. Of Joe Biden's entire presidency, this is going on every day at the border. It's projected to be 7.5 million. 
million illegal immigrants. And prior to this, we already knew that 24 million people had snuck into the country. This was the number they gave out. When you have t- over 20 million people that have entered and are in your country illegally, they're not here. They haven't just illegally immigrated. You've been invaded. That's one out of 12, one out of 13 Americans. We have a population of a little bit over 300 million. 350-some-odd million people, yeah. I'm say 334. But... So I, I'm going I'm to play this for you, and uh, just look at the whole secession eclipse, guys. Uh, you really need to understand that these people are not just coming from Mexico, coming from Venezuela, China, uh, Haiti, all over the world. Now, we're hated by countries everywhere, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, you name it, Syria, Turkey, everywhere, everywhere. If they ever wanted to get terrorist cells put inside of this United States, this is this is a perfect time to do it under this idiot. You would send them in right across the border, have them yell that they need uh, protections, that they're politically persecuted, and you know just go about in the United States. It's like we, it's like 9/11 didn't happen. It's like even the premise behind the attacks that they try to tell us was like so soon forgotten that we just allow our border to be invaded after that. It is absolutely asinine. Listen, watch this. This is a bus that landed in Wisconsin. Right? Yeah, they're busting into Wisconsin. Now watch this. Spotted on top of a cargo train yesterday, <laughs> making its way to Juarez. The train, as you can see, is carrying hundreds of men, women, and children. And the officials they, are letting them do this. We're once again seeing the number of migrants border men. crossings going Not up. Not so many women. Now, according and to children. Border Patrol officials, the group is made up of single adult males, mostly, and families primarily from Venezuela. And hundreds of migrants. So, in, in, in this one, and like she said, Venezuela. Venezuela. This is the caravan. Venezuela. 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 ¿Cuántos más vienen? Muchos miles. Miles. Mucho cuidado. Seventy-five percent military age men. like they're being completely uh, legal upstanding citizens right look, look at what they're doing like it's like guerrilla warfare uh, going through these places to illegally cross our border with the help of our I, I don't even want to cuss but uh, this administration right and they they are legally aiding or well, illegally aiding and abetting criminals because it is against the law to cross the border of the United States illegally without coming through a port of entry. It's illegal, guys. It, there's a law in place that they're not enforcing. And they're not just not enforcing it because, oh, because they care so much about the immigrants. No, they don't give a damn about the immigrants. It's their end game. They want to cause the chaos in the United States. They want to upend our entire culture. They, not, they, they want to bring in new voters. They want to put people in here that came from countries that won't necessarily oppose the crazy laws that they're trying to enforce because these people came from something a lot worse. We could degrade so far as a country and still be better than where half of these people came from. They want to replace you, 
the ones that care about the United States of America and don't want to turn it into the divided states of Chirashavia. They want to replace and, you, the patriots, that right. object to socialism. Yeah, and demonize you. And then when they have enough people, you know, I, I think I told you this before. If, if I try to sell you something individually as a person to person, it's very hard to do, typically, to uh, get somebody uh, to buy in something. I mean, it can be done. There's, there are people out there that have the gift of gab that can do just that. Um, but if you get people together in very large groups and you pitch a product, they sell themselves. This is exactly how the socialists do what they do. They, they get people on their sides. They get very large groups of people together uh, when they have their uh, uh, town halls or uh, when, when, they're, when they're on the road doing their speeches. And you get a bunch of people out there cheering and thinking, these guys are my champions. They're the ones that are helping me get the free health care and helping me get the rental assistance and helping me do all of these things. And they're telling me that the big bad Republican over there is the guy that's trying to make sure that my daughter can't get health care, that I have to go back to my communist country, that I can't get free rental assistance, that I don't, I don't qualify for welfare, and they also don't want to let me work. So, you know, at that point, what does the enemy do? He says, yeah, if I were you, I'd go get them because they're the guys, they're the bad guys, they're the ones in the way. This is the same thing that they're doing when it comes to the trans community. We had two mass shootings in less than a year from the trans community because the left has put batteries in their back and said that we're denying their existence because we may have religious values that differ that don't allow us to recognize things like what they're talking about. So we have as much right to feel the way we do as that they have to do whatever it is that they're doing the problem is is that the culture the values uh that make up our country say that men go into the men's restroom and women go into the women's restroom we don't oppress people by the way that society is set up because all societies are set up this way it's the way it's always been it's the people that how come along lately people that are trying to change the way things are and not just do you no, 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 no. You want to force you on everyone else. You want to force anyone and everyone to believe what it is you're telling them. And if they don't, that's violence against you. Do you realize the? It's just it's saying it out loud. Do you realize how asinine that sounds? And then, it's ridiculous. And then, as a conservative, you're supposed to support these trans actors murdering little kids. You're supposed to support their violence because if you call out their violence as bad and heinous and just terrible, yep. then what You're happens? You're a bigot. Then you, how dare you not feel bad for the poor trans person that somehow had no other choice but to strap on a machine gun and go into a school and murder little kids. What liberal lunacy logic is that? Triple I was, L. I said, you know, now they're putting this new office together to try to end gun violence, and they put Kamala Harris in charge of that, too. So She'll she's, be there as often as she was at the border. She's, she's never even been to the border, has she been there? I don't know. I know she wasn't there she... for the first six months, and when she was interviewed, why haven't you been the, to the she, border? Is that the one where just, she giggled and just laughed like she cackled? I've never been to Europe either. <laughs> I mean, it, it, but here's the thing. Now they're they're going to hone in on the gun violence issue, and they're 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 going to they're going to fail at that miserably, like they fail at everything else. But I say this: if liberals want to end gun violence, you have only have to do one thing: have liberals stop shooting people. It's simple. 
these mass shootings that are happening, they're not they're not the gun toting uh, white supremacist people from up in the hills and all that stuff. That's an image they put in your head that they want you to believe, but you never see it. And you also notice that as soon as a perpetrator turns out to be not Caucasian, either it's, oh, it goes away. Uh, either it's somebody that gets labeled Caucasian, but hold on a second, that dude looks like he's from India or Egypt or or or, or Nigeria. He's, he's and still I'm not white. saying anything bad about those guys. I'm just saying it's not difficult to figure out who is who. Also, what's very important when a conservative actually apprehends a perpetrator and gets somebody that's about to commit a mass shooting atrocity, that story dies immediately, oh, immediately. because they do not want to draw attention that, in fact, yeah. open carrying and people exercising their Second Amendment rights actually makes every place safer, just like the State of the Union in Maine is the most liberal carrying laws and also the safest state in the union maine look it up and look at the look at the most stringent gun laws and the states that have those laws have the biggest amount of gun violence the the uk is a very good test example of this they they, when they banned uh when they banned guns and the uk you know the crime went up in a matter of a month 350 percent when you when you don't regulate something all you do is create an illegal market that criminals fill like a vacuum it's, yeah. it's, it's not going to go away. Evidence so to quote New York, Oregon, California, Minnesota. Look it up, yo. So I, I talked a little earlier about terrorists coming across the border and their ability to do that by sending you know, people from uh, uh, enemy countries like Afghanistan and, and so forth to come to our border. And, you know, I just happened to find this. Take a look. What happened last night? set a new record on the border. 10,000 people. That's all that we know. There's probably more. Came across that border illegally. We have a crisis that the president continues to ignore. It's just not people coming from South America. They're coming from 160 other countries. CNN reported last week that there was an individual bringing people across that had ties to ISIS. I have asked the White House for a classified briefing for all of Congress. They have not provided that yet. You know, if <laughs> I'm going to get into it a little later, but I, I'm going to show you an interview that uh, I got of Matt Gates and how he just shreds Kevin McCarthy. But, you know, here's the cool thing about it. They, prior to the vote that made him Speaker of the House, they kind of neutered the guy, right? They, they put so many prerequisites uh, in place for him to be Speaker of the House that they have the ability to actually affect change, and that's why a lot of things are happening that would not be happening if Matt Gates and MTG and others didn't stand their ground and make sure that he's held to his word and he's held to account. Because all they need is a one percent, a one percent, a majority. That's it, one percent, and they can hold a vote tomorrow and replace him. So, I mean, I'm glad to see government actually work i mean and, and they try to demonize them so badly so badly uh for pushing the issues that need to be pushed with the way that they actually enact legislation and hide and earmark funds for other things inside a bill they tell you is meant for something altogether different and we're going to get into that right after this 
Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. RF Shield, um, an amazing product. It really is. Uh, we had a nice long conversation uh, with these guys and seen demonstrations of the products. It's just amazing. Put in code Patriot, get 10% off, guys. Uh, moving on here, um, you know, we, we, we showed you ISIS literally got caught coming across the border, right? The immigration thing is more dangerous than what anybody is letting on, or they have, you have no idea who we're letting into this country. And you only hear the numbers from the people who made it. You don't know the Godaways. You don't know how many they are. We can't be everywhere all at once. And they're intentionally not enforcing laws. So uh, we're creating a culture of lawlessness where criminals are the new victims, right? This, this is what is praised. And remember when all the teens jumped, uh, you know, out uh, or they, they were all over Chicago, I think it was. And they were tearing up stores and jumping on cars and just beating people up for no reason. They pulled one woman out of her apartment and beat her mercilessly. And, and, and when they were called thugs in a news conference, I don't know if it was the mayor, governor, what have you, but he immediately, it was the mayor. And he says, don't call them thugs. They were teens and they're you know, essentially like they're misunderstood. Like, come on, are you serious? This, this is why they did it again. This is why it didn't stop. That's why it wasn't the first time. They knew you weren't taking a hard line on it. And it's like they, they know they got everybody in their back pocket, right? They know that this is going to, they're going to be protected as criminals because it's like you said in the beginning, it's almost like, well, what did you do to make him shoot you? <laughs> what did you do to make him carjack you? What were you doing? You know, like, are you serious? I mean, this is the attitude they do this with. I have a buddy of mine. Well, it used to be a buddy of mine. We lost him some time ago because a, a bunch of people who decided they wanted to go out and squeegee windows and cars and, and go about destroying personal property and broke, broke my friend's windshield wiper. was at his car. He gets out of his car. Of course, he's not dumb. He's in the middle of Baltimore. What does he do? He gets out with a bat. He didn't hit anyone with the bat, anything like that. He gets, ushers him away from his car. There's an argument. He turns around. He's walking back to the car. His back is turned. He's no threat to anybody. Getting back in his car, getting away from this crowd who essentially just destroyed his private property because they wanted to, because they're callous. 14-year-old kid goes and grabs a handgun and shoots him in the back of the head. And I promise you, and I'm not making this up, when the story gets relayed, 
by the local press and the media down there. They do it, it, it just in the most chicken shit kind of, a just absolute way that they can possibly do it. And they are willing to do anything but call crime, crime. Willing to do anything but call a criminal a criminal. And, and by doing so, it's disrespectful because you're talking about a guy who had children, who had a career, who had a life taken by somebody who was who had nothing, who, 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 who is backed up by a government, an administration, and a culture that tells them that what he did makes him look stronger and, and, and more manly and more gangsta, if you will. I, you know, if, if people are too afraid to speak out, they're too afraid to speak up, they're too afraid to say anything because of the way that they think people will see them. So wrongs don't get called out when they should be called out. These issues are not about race. They're about culture. They've never been about race. They've been tricking you and lying to you the whole time. It is not black versus white. It is not. I have many black brothers. Many. It is about a culture of lawlessness, a culture of callousness and selfishness that doesn't care anything for the world they live in, the neighborhood they live in, the country they live in, they care nothing about nothing except think these themselves. These news reporters would actually practice what they preach. Let's picture a group of news reporters, all right? Bunch of kids. First, they come and rob them, take their clothes, cut off their hair. Oh, they're just kids being kids. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. Look, look at this. This is, this is I, I labeled this clip the culture of destruction, and you'll see exactly why. Take a look. A, that's a great. I, they can justify this. They'll justify it. They'll justify it. Look at this Damn. one. Fall back for the police, come y'all. Oh wow. That's a grown man, yo. Fall back for the police, come y'all. Fall back for the boys, come y'all. Damn. Hey yo, fall back for the police, come short. Short, chill for the boys. White come, guy yo. getting jumped in the middle of. Uh, yo, chill, it looks like Baltimore, hey, to be honest with you. Short, it very chill. well could be. I'm not sure, but it looks just like a Baltimore neighborhood. This is, this is, this, oh, they're, they're, they're so manly. Every one of them, they're, they're so gangster. Let me tell you, let me tell you, 12, 13 people jumping on somebody, just beating them up and kicking them in the head and, and, and humiliating them because they can, because it's okay. This is what, this is what those inner city cultures are like. This is what they think's okay. When you hear the story told from their perspective, they're going to say something about how the guy did something that was deemed racist. And it justified everything else. It absolutely justified everything else that happened past that point. When we grew up. When, when, when do people when just get human? Up, when when are we just parents, human? When we grew up, I remember growing up, my parents let me go ahead and put my hand on top of a stove, a hot stove, because I was curious. Burnt my skin to blisters. There was a consequence. Right now, the problem is there are no consequences. Zero. So, therefore, it is behavior that is repeated over and over again because there are no ramifications. They're encouraging it. They're enabling it. They're not thugs. Mayors take up for them. This is nuts. 
This is nuts. And adults who know better and people in positions of power in those communities who know better, they're so afraid to be ostracized for telling the truth. They won't say it because they're too afraid that the community will turn on them. And half of the people in that community feel the same way, but they won't speak out for the same reason. So you don't even know you're in good company saying something that needs to be said because of this culture of fear of you telling the truth because you think people will hate you for doing it. It, it needs to stop. People need to do the right thing no matter what the consequences are. That's what makes people great. You ain't never heard somebody just lucking an average everyday dude just lucking down the street and being great. You know, like you have to be intentional about it. You have to be brave about it. You have to be willing to to actually risk something, step out on a limb, have some faith and hope in something that you most likely are going to fail in in most people's eyes. But what happens when you come out victorious? That's a legacy that you can leave behind, a story that can be told, inspiration for the next generation. That's what we need today. That's why I like Trump. That's exactly why I like Trump. Here's a guy who gets in office and becomes poorer for doing it, becomes demonized for doing it. All those people who hate him now, they were all his friends before. Every one of them. They tried to say he's a racist. He's the only one who did uh, prison reform. 97% of the people he freed were black. So where's the racism? Where's the racism when there are people that actually broke into his high-rise, was sleeping in the building, security comes to escort the lady out, come to find out she'd been there, staying there for a while, sneaking in at nighttime. Trump told him, nah, don't kick her out. Lady still lives there to this day, getting free cleaning. They bring her food every day, all that. She got her life straight, all because of the generosity of Trump. And this is not even a story that he put out there on his own campaign. He didn't, he didn't blast this on the news. Other people came forward with this. The lady herself came forward with this. He, he's not out there saying, look what I did. Look what I did. That's exactly what the Democrats do. They're putting on a show for you. It's not who they are. Now, I'm not saying that he's God. I'm not saying he's a Messiah. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying that the things they're telling you about him, about who he is and what he is, they're lies. I'm not saying he's not human, that he's not flawed, that he doesn't make mistakes, and that he doesn't have some undesirable characteristics. I'm telling you that things they're telling you about him are lies. And the rest of that is relative because I absolutely love his personality. He, he, he tells it like it is, and I trust him, and I believe him as a result. And plus, I've seen all the demons attack him, so I know he must be good. So, you know, and, and then you got guys like this, Eminem. You know, as, as a young guy coming up, I absolutely loved M's music. I did. I'm not going to lie. I liked it quite a bit, but here's a guy that is completely out of touch and he falls right in the same category as all those other people I just told you. Eminem knows that if he comes out being a pro-Trump guy and starts, you know, joins the MAGA movement, that his career is over. It's over as soon as it starts. So he would rather be a chicken shit that sits on the sideline, that doesn't have any real opinion, that demonizes Trump, not based on how he did as a president, not based on his accomplishments and, and, and how, how many people he helped or any of that. No, he wants to demonize him based on one thing and one thing only, the amount of money he makes, which makes Eminem a huge hypocrite. Take a listen.
And how much cha-ching did he receive? And about Trump, I get too flustered in my head and the shit that I want to say, there's, there's too many things I want to say at once. So sometimes I start talking and I, and I don't, I'm not able to convey the message the right way because I just get flustered and frustrated. Watching him play to his base that thinks that he cares about them and it's actually the people that he cares about the fucking least. If you're talking about his core being, you I know, apologize majority, for the white, middle class, what I don't understand is how in the fuck do you feel like you relate to a billionaire who has never known struggle his entire fucking life? I will say this, he talks a good one. And if you're in his base, you're a core, let's say you're going to the rallies or whatever, you watch him on TV, you hear him talking this shit, there's part of me that understands like, all right, he's somehow still got them because he's brainwashing them into thinking that something great is going to happen. Nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. You know, he says that he made this, he, he's trying to make the argument that Trump talked a good game but did none of what he said. What the hell are you, this is the part where I don't understand when he calls people brainwashed but then regurgitates that line there. It's like everything he said that he would do, he did. He did more in three and a half years than what most presidents ever get to do if they were to have four terms. I mean, from the border, from the Abraham Accord, from prison reform, I mean, opportunity zones, uh, 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 placing several hundred federal judges in permanent. Come on, dude. This is, this is what and, I don't uh, understand. Weren't we energy independent for the first time Ex in a long time how we give a deal is that not not even just that we were the largest exporter of energy from the united states during that time as well we were exporting more oil than saudi arabia dollar 80 gas but no no no, no he was just talking a good game it, it wasn't real all, all those things that we just experienced not so what he was really hoping right now is that you wouldn't know what i just told you He's hoping to God that the people he's talking to will just take him at his word and not go look to see what Trump actually was able to accomplish in his time as president and just take his word for it. And a lot of his fans, they're going to. They're going to take his word for it. I can't take nothing from the guy when it comes to his ability to put music together and tell a story and do it as an artist, second and none for his genre. I used to listen to it a lot more when I was younger than now. Uh, I just don't relate to a lot of the misogyny and the things like that that are in the music anymore. It just doesn't hit the same place. But, it, you know, there were a lot of things that he did uh, in music that he wrote that I absolutely could relate to growing up the way that I did. Uh, I had a mother who was, you know, hooked on drugs bad. And when he, when he talked about the relationship he had with his mother and wife, just things that I could completely relate to. And, and he was somebody who was actually saying something, although be it the message was not always uh, the most positive, but he was telling you actual uh, things about what happened or he incurred in his own life, and it made him interesting because a lot of them I could relate to. But when he starts talking like this about politics, he needs to stop. He, I mean, he, he did tell us that he's slim, shady, now it's more like yeah. medium bones, shady. You uh, notice how people us he's shady. People in the in the music industry all have these alternate egos. They like to call them alternate egos. Sasha Fierce is the one from Beyonce. 
Um, Nicki Minaj has one too, where she says it's a six-year-old boy. I mean, it's really weird that they that they that they actually do this. Um, I, you know, I, I tend to think there's a little more, you know, something else more nefarious going on with that second personality. But that's just me. The music industry is evil. Um, now we're gonna go on and talk to you a bit about the uh, the Matt Gates interview I told you about and how he's actually. He fries this Fox reporter, and he absolutely disseminates beyond any shadow of a doubt Kevin McCarthy. Take a listen to him. I mean, I think this guy should be considered for VP. If he's willing to take the appointment, Trump would not be doing wrong by putting Matt Gates up next to him. After boy. you see the speech, you'll understand why I want to call him from now on. Now joining us, one of the people holding up an agreement uh, to fund the government, Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates. Uh, Congressman, thank you very much for being here this morning. Oh, thank you. I, I'm glad I get to respond to your monologue, because if you're saying that I'm standing in the way of all the Republican wins, I'd love you to enumerate them. Watching my friend and mentor Jim Jordan, it was, it was quite painful, because he started by saying we should only pick one fight, the border. But then as the interview went on, he said, well, we should pick a second fight, Jack Smith. And by the time the interview rounded out, he was saying that we shouldn't be funding Ukraine without a plan. And yet the very continuing resolution that you and Jim Jordan seem to be for continues to have $300 million more for Ukraine. So I think we ought to fight on all fronts. I think the border is very important. And the best way for us to advance the Republican border policies is to pass the Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill, do that along with veterans, defense, ag, state and foreign ops. We'll have 73% of the discretionary uh, budget funded. And if, you know, the Department of Labor and Education have to shut down for a few days as we get their appropriations in line, uh, that's certainly not something that is, is uh, optimal. But I think it's better than continuing on the current path we are to America's financial ruin they hate when people have answers they hate when people actually know the issues and you can't get them hit them with some little one-liner and scare them away from the question and and have them just go on the defensive like this he just tore her apart and keep in mind this this is why i love the the conservative side of the ticket he started off by saying my friend and mentor and then went directly at jim jordan now, I love Jim Jordan. I really do. Chuck Grassley. We have a little crew there of people that actually care about our country. I love Jim Jordan. But the fact that Matt Gates was willing to call him out on a, an agreement, a disagreement that they have over policy and explain why tells you the difference between the liberal and the conservative side of the ticket. Because I don't care if you punch puppies on the other side of the aisle, they are not going to say a negative word about you and the Democratic Party. They're not going to do it. They don't care what you do. You could, I can get real vulgar, but it, I mean, look at Lois Craig. Here, here's the perfect example. He solicited uh, sex from a male in an airport restroom, and he wouldn't even step down from his office. He wouldn't even he wouldn't even recuse himself from office and resign in shame like the way he should. He just said, "No, I, I'm just going to stay here." There's a difference. There's a big difference morally, the values, the ethics, the integrity of the people on the right versus the left. I'm not saying that one is 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 uh, 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 godly and the other one isn't. I think they're both humans. But if you were to average out the morality on one side versus the other side, I think the left would end up, you know, lacking, humongously lacking, because they don't have standards. What did I say? The only standard the left has is that they have no standards at all. If you stand for something, they won't stand for it. That's simple. That's 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 the left. 
That's who they JFK are. JFK was one of the best ever, though, but it ain't the same party anymore. And but I even, even was... still, even still, just sticking with JFK, if you look at his dad and you look at how they made their money and who they were, everything he said to get where he was as a president was also not true. He was a man who had extramarital affairs while he was in the White House, and he was glorified for doing it. If you apply those same standards to a president today, he would not be where he's at. But history wanted to tell him in a different light. I'm not saying he didn't have good policies or he wasn't a good man. He was just human. That's it. But they don't, they don't want to elect humans anymore. They, they, they want people to be angelic, to be liked in the press. Because if you have one little shade of something that they can use against you and you're on the wrong political side of the aisle, they will absolutely eviscerate you. Well, if you're on the left, they'll praise you for it. Go ahead. No, that's it. I just want to call him JFK 0.5. So the next thing is the McCarthy-controlled lobbyists uh, on immigration. Now, he said that – well, I'll I'll let Matt Gates tell you. He tells it way more eloquently than me. But he's telling you the reason why Kevin McCarthy is not pushing as hard as he should on some of these issues is because he's controlled by lobbyist money. Take a listen. A member of the Freedom Caucus, I'll let them speak for themselves, but take, for example, the border. This issue you think is has great primacy, and I would agree with you. The Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill was passed out of the Appropriations Committee in June, and yet Kevin McCarthy hasn't put it on the floor in more than 100 days. That, that is not serious. You know why Kevin McCarthy didn't move our border appropriations bill? Because the lobbyists and the special interests who own Kevin McCarthy want to put us in this position where we're backed up against the wall, facing shutdown politics. And what that does is it centralizes power to the people that they buy off with PAC donations and lobbyist donations. And then the membership doesn't get to That's make it. real, real, real contributions to that process. I- so... The guy with the gavel makes the rules, right? He says, I am the law. I am above the law. <laughs> That's essentially the way Matt Gates is describing the centralized power that has to flow through the Speaker of the House and what he's supposed to do. But the good news is, is like I stated before we even started this, they neutered him. They neutered him. They put so many rules in place that he had to agree to in order to be voted in as Speaker of the House. He can stall, and he can use these little stall taxes for a short time, but not very long because they're getting ready. To, I mean, I would love Matt Gates to be the Speaker of the House would be amazing, but here's the thing. Um, if he's there, he can't be doing much of anything else that he's really good at too, so it's kind of a, a, a win-lose situation. But listen to Matt Gates expose more rhino activity. Listen. And by the way, don't give Kevin McCarthy credit for the fact that we're moving on to these four appropriations bills. That was the deal that House conservatives foisted upon Kevin McCarthy. When he couldn't just move the big spending bills without moving the bills that cut spending, we said, no, no, no. You have to move bills like the state and foreign ops bill because we don't think we should be borrowing money from China to go fund gay pride parades in Prague or LGBTQ uh, you know, seminars in Indonesia. We don't think that that's a good use of our money. And the right. only way to do this, Maria, is line by line. Kevin wants it in one big up or down vote. Keep the government open. Shut it down. I'm saying single subject spending bills. It's the only way to break the fever and liberate ourselves from this out of control spending. Well, he's doing the four bills next week. Because we're making him. Because we're making him. He's doing it. So to push now to blow up all of the wins that you all have had now. Which wins? 
please enumerate them. Well, okay. Well, how about the fact that he has set up a weaponization committee to investigate the DOJ, whether they're involved in a cover-up? That's how about process. the fact that he has... Hold on. Where how about the fact that he... Hold on. How about the fact that he has set up the China Select Committee to keep China to account? And, of course, he has launched this uh, inquiry into impeachment, potentially, for President Biden. Is that not what you want? None of those things are deliverables. Those are steps in a process. Setting up a committee is an end unto itself only in Washington, D.C. The American people demand results. Hold on, I'll let you talk. Okay, go ahead. These these committees have done nothing to reduce inflation. They've done nothing to actually constrain the Biden government. We can set up committees and have hearings and yell at people, but at the end of the day, if we still send the check to fund a weaponized government, having a weaponization subcommittee is little relief to the American American people. And if any of this was serious, we would be sending out subpoenas and compelling process the way the January 6th committee did. We should yeah. be operating like them. Instead, we're playing patty cake with the Bidens. We're allowing Actually, them to get away with it. And we're yeah. funding it. We're sending the money. If we were serious, use this, the power of the purse. The speaker joined me. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. You just, yes. Took her to school. Took her to school. She had no idea what was coming for her when she started. You know, he had basically, he said the same thing I said in a different form about a different issue. I was talking about a mayor who went to a school board meeting and fired all the people on the school board. Well, forced them to resign. What he did was he showed up and he said, I went to a judge earlier tonight and we mm-hmm. talked about the fact that you showed pornography to kids, mm-hmm. da, 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 all these things. He shows up in front of this school board. He sits down. He's grandstanding. It is an an amazing grandstanding routine that he does. And he sits there and he tells them, you all need to resign or else there are going to be legal action. criminally charged. He said that. He said, you will be criminally Criminally charged. charged. So here's here's the thing. With disseminating child pornography material. Here's, Here's the trick. He told them they had to resign or. So all he was doing was giving them a get-out-of-jail-free card. It was a show put on for your benefit. Those people suffered no consequence for exposing your child to pornography in the public school system. It was a trick. This is what they're doing today. What he's saying is, oh, yeah, we can have these hearings. We can yell at people. We can call people names, call them out for things they've done. But at the end of the day, if we do nothing, what are we doing? So he's saying, well, I'm tired of the charade of going through the motions. It's time we actually do something. And that, to me, was just a smackdown. It was an absolute smackdown. And he doesn't stop there. Watch this. Speaker joined me a week ago and told me that he will, in fact, subpoena Hunter Biden. He said at the appropriate time. But let's be well, it's clear. Been eight months. We would not when, know when do you any think the this. appropriate time we would not know is? How many any months should the American people have to wait before that subpoena is sent? You tell me. We would. We would not know any anything that we know about the Biden family. 176 suspicious activity reports, 20 shell companies set up while he was vice president, the whistleblower testimony. We would not know any of this if not for those committees that he set up exposing all of this. We just right, heard from Merrick Garland last week. But you, you have to follow that to its natural conclusion. It's not enough to expose facts that get people angry and animated. You then have to follow those facts to a conclusion and to accountability. You see, that's what Republicans... 
Republicans are bad at. We're great at having the hearings and putting on the performances, but if you're still going to underwrite Biden's debt, which is what Kevin McCarthy did joining with Democrats on the debt limit deal, and if you're going to join up with Democrats to see, still fund his government, Merrick Garland will sit there and he'll answer my tough questions and he'll smirk at me or he'll obfuscate. And then guess what? He goes back to the Justice Department and the coffers are full with money from the American taxpayer that gets turned against the brave patriots in this country. You know, what about the January 6th tapes? You Kevin not, promised he was going to release those. Any, I'm still yeah. waiting. Well, the January 6th tapes are available to anybody who wants to see <laughs> them. He gave them and allowed Tucker Carlson and his true. team to see them. Patrick, yeah, it you is true. In, no, Maria, they are not available to anyone who wants to see them. That is a that is a factual misstatement. They have been curated for some people in the media and some defense attorneys, but any American cannot you, see any of the January 6th tapes. That is a false right statement. Are you not right now? Speaker see, that's, that's why I like him, dude. He, he just took that lady to school, not once but twice. Not once but twice. And, and where is he doing this at? He's doing it on Fox News. Right, so he's doing it on Fox News. He's doing it on a so-called conservative network. He's going at his conservative colleagues for not being conservative, for not doing their jobs, for putting on a show, for pretending like big bad Biden's while all the time funding him. It's it, it's the old it's the old adage about uh, if half of America protests the war and we still go to war, we still do what we're gonna do, but it looks like we're doing it with a conscience. But at the end, at the, the it doesn't change anything. And this new breed of patriot that's there, the Matt Gates, the MTGs, and the, those, and the likes are not, they're not okay with the status quo. And that's why these rhinos and these socialists and these communists that have made their way into elected government, that's why they're so pissed off. That's why they're so mad. That's why they want to try to get Trump off the ballot. They don't want him on the ballot. They know that he can't be bought. They know he can't be controlled. They know he's not afraid. They know he will expose them. And that should he get that office back, heads will absolutely roll. And you'll know the truth, the real truth. Not the one that the CNN propaganda arm of the government uh, wants to tell you. No, you're going to know the actual truth. The things that I'm sure that Trump knows even now, but is just waiting to share most of what he knows with you and me. And keep in mind, everything they blamed him for up until this point has been wrong. He's beat them all. And not only that, everything he's told you that they said was false turned out to be true. There seems to be a pattern here. Listen. Not right now indirectly working with Democrats because you are going to allow Chuck Schumer to come up with a continuing resolution next week to fund the government. That's what your actions are doing. That's why some people feel this is a personal vendetta you have against the speaker. No, my vendetta is against a Washington system that allows corruption to put the interests of lobbyists and PACs above the interests of the American people. Kevin McCarthy facilitates that system, and I do deeply resent that. But I'm not working with Chuck Schumer or any other Democrat. I am the one working with House conservatives You're to require single-subject spending bills. No, no, no. You guys criticize me for forcing single-subject spending bills. Then you give Kevin McCarthy the credit for doing it. The reality no, is this agree. is the only way agree. to liberate our the single, the single bills. I think the single bills sound well, then right. Why hasn't I, he I, done them? It's September. We knew September 30th was coming all year. And Kevin McCarthy has been dilatory. He's been fiddling like as Nero as Rome it, burns. As we understand. So, right now. He's, he's, 
He's been fiddling like Nero as Rome burns. He's not lying. It's not like any of these things crept up on him out of nowhere. He knew where they were. He knew when they were coming. He knew what he was doing. These people are not ignorant. They're willfully ignorant. They play dumb. And they have their own agenda. And, you know, when someone like Matt Gates, who's not afraid to tell you exactly what's on his mind, comes out and says things like that and takes her to school the way he's doing, I mean, who are you going to believe? Who are you actually going to believe? I mean, it's pretty apparent that he can't be challenged on the issues, that every time he had an answer for what she was saying, she had to go at it a different way and change the subject. She could not stay on topic because he had answers, and they were right. So, I mean, I I love it when I'm watching somebody like that who just really knows the issues school somebody who tries to come at him with some kind of emotional argument that's baseless and, and rumor-filled. Listen. As we understand it, they're doing this this upcoming week. So we will right, be watching because that. we are making them. They are doing it with a political gun to their head, and you are welcome, America, and we're going to keep making them do it. Congressman, thank you. So, that I mean, there's that. The guy, the guy is a beast. The guy is a beast. He said, we're going to keep making them do it. We're going to keep holding their feet to the fire, and I'm not going to apologize for it, and I don't care if you like me for it or you don't like me for it because I'm doing my job. This is exactly what we were just talking about. People that are afraid to do what's right because they're afraid to be demonized for what they're saying. And, And here's somebody who is in the same political party that he's criticizing, and he's trying to do what's right and force people into positions of power that they put them in to do what they said they would do. And now when he's trying to do it, as opposed to people just seeing it for what it is, they demonize him for it when they're supposed to be on his team. This is how you know they're fake. This is how you know they're lying. This is how you know they're rhinos. And they put on such a good show. The only way Matt Guest could have done the interview even better is by making... A Bohemian Grove reference in this context. If you know, you know. So, uh, guys, it's it's really a matter of um, just getting out there and learning the issues, reading the issues for yourself, picking up the laws and the bills that are being passed. Go on the websites; they're all available to you. You can read them and and come up with your make up your own minds. Understand what's going on. Understand that there's more to these things than just, you know, Democrat, Republican. If you get trapped in the dichotomy between the two, Democrat, Republican, you're going to lose. You're going to miss the point. You're going to miss the point entirely. And it's that kind of thinking that allows you to be controlled. Because when they do, when you fall into that line of thinking, you're given two false choices because you're being told there's only two there's more than two (laughs) there's always more than two they like for you to think that it's two that way they can force you to go to the one that they really want you to go to we need to get away from the good old boy clubs i said this before and i'll say it again the political parties need to be separated up into more parties than just two They need to, because you have radical, socialist, Marxist, communist Democrats, and then you have Democrats that come more to the middle, like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who I 
I don't agree with on everything, but I can have a conversation with. I can have a conversation with Tulsi Gabbard. I can have conversations with people that have common sense, who, who, people who can tell me what a woman is, and people who can tell me uh, uh, and actually mean it that there is a God and that you know the history of the United States doesn't stem from racism and, and all these types. All the things that the left uses to demonize people and in order to indoctrinate your children to make more little communists and turn them out like the like Hitler did with the youth during World War II. <clears throat> this is exactly what they do by changing your culture and then indoctrinating your kids in the process of changing the culture. So <clears throat> with that said, guys, uh, it's been great hanging out with you on this Monday. I hope to have you have a great uh, rest of your Monday, guys. And uh, tune in on Wednesday where we'll do it again. But in the meantime, guys, if you liked what you heard, do us a favor. Go ahead and click that like, follow, subscribe button, depending on where you're watching and hearing us at. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think, guys. We always love hearing from the Patriot crowd. Follow us on Truth Social, Facebook, Instagram. We're on X, formerly known as Twitter, Rumble, YouTube, you name it. We're there. Find us. We can't wait to hear from you. And as usual, the silent majority... You need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer.